0: It's The List and your boy at Fightful.com. Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap. They're on fire. Boom, shaka 200 strong.
1: What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, it is The List and your boy. I don't know what the hell number we're on. I don't know what number we're on. It's a lot. We've We've done a lot of these. It is November 17th. I've got Jimmy Van here. We are brought to you by Twitter.com slash Destiny FOMO, our good friend up there. I think she's going to be at Survivor Series this weekend. Say hi to her. If you see her, don't be a creep. Don't be a weirdo. (laughs) That would be very cool. But check her out. She likes wrestling, video games, all kinds of cool stuff. Twitter.com slash Destiny FOMO. I actually got one of her shirts this week. Very excited about that. But I'm excited to talk to you people (laughs) all you people as well i didn't oh, really- also also leave a thumbs up subscribe tap the bell for notifications we've got super chats on youtube but we prefer we prefer that you go to humperchats.com that is our streamlabs link uh, that lets us keep a little bit more of that money. You know what I'm saying? So uh, head over to humperchats.com. Either one will get your question or statement read right on the air. But one of the benefits is uh, we've got three already, Jimmy, because people can leave these if they can't watch them live. If they can't watch it live, you can leave something for us to read on the air. So uh, pretty neat. Almost as neat as having interviews with Switchblade Jay White and you know Ethan Page and Lady Frost and Drew McIntyre, all of which will will happen and have happen
2: i uh, i'm gonna get you a humper chats overlay oh gonna do that that'll be a nice little thing i had no idea destiny was such a tiny little thing i saw a picture
1: oh, yeah she's she is she's very tiny
2: i saw a picture she posted and this is gonna surprise you this will surprise you she posted a picture with a guy from the video game world and i actually recognized him oh really yeah i believe he calls himself like video game jesus or something I don't know him. Uh, okay, but I actually recognized him uh, because I have a couple old, old school consoles, and he's really good at providing information about some of the old school stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. So, uh,
2: so I recognized him. So she posted a picture with him, and she made him look like Andre the Giant. And yeah. I, I saw the picture, and I thought, I didn't realize that dude was that big. And then I realized, oh, wait a second. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what it is. So
1: that's cool. So, uh, I mean, she posted a picture, Jimmy, with me. You know how tall I am. Yes, you're, you're huge, Sean. You're huge. I am. I am. Yeah. But uh, support Destiny FOMO. Uh, she's, she's a wonderful gal. So uh, show her some love as well. But show us some love with all these Humper Chats. Joseph Coray uh, sent one. Uh, also, if you join YouTube, I think you get occasional uh, free Super Chats. Joseph Coray says, shout out to Fightful and SRS for being the best. Well, thank you all for being the best. Our Fightful select numbers are climbing back up, and we greatly appreciate that. Right now, right before I went on the air, I had a story about that long-standing rumor that went around about uh, about AEW being asked by TNT and Warner Media to only have one women's match on their show. I got some clarification on that. How about this? Some 2K22 news today. I had injury, or injury updates on, well, sort of an injury update, a little bit of heat backstage on an AEW wrestler on Fightful Select, so... And those, those, uh, AEW weekends cause some, some AEW scoop skis. That's for sure. But, uh, subsort fightful select.com as well. It's a good time over there.
2: Has the Drew interview happened yet? Did you do that today?
1: I did the interview. It will run Friday. We're going to post good. good. We're posting some notes on select as well. That's a, a nice perk that we give our fightful select subscribers as well. We, they get all of our exclusive information, uh, before anybody else
2: cool and Sean Ross Sapp, the traveling man he just got back from uh, Minneapolis and now he's turning back around and heading out to North Carolina this weekend what a what a what a just globe trotter you are Sean
1: also um I guilted WWE into giving me that Drew interview <laughs> I hit him up and I was like hey you guys never told me when this scrum was going to be or this junket was going to be Saturday so I'm not coming in which personally probably a good thing I'm I'm not going to travel this weekend but they're like, well, we told you a couple months ago we were going to have one, and they did. But I said, hey, how about you all throw somebody my way? And they did. They gave me Drew McIntyre, very happy. Also, um, for all the, the crap WWE got or gets, uh, somebody from their department called me yesterday, had some very kind words for me. I want to thank them for that. That was very nice of them. But um, yeah, it's it's weird, Jimmy. <laughs> this, this nice relationship with WWE is weird because on one side, I got people saying, you shit on WWE too much. No. You shit on WWE way too much. Then on the other side, I got people saying access journalism. You give them favorable <laughs> coverage to get these WWE interviews. Then I got people saying, "Oh well, you're only nice to AEW because you want that access." We've had two interviews this year, just so you all know.
2: Ah, man, I still I still have fond flashbacks to my legal battle with them over the uh, over whatever the heck that was. You got uh, timesheets or something.
1: One day, I still do, still do. I mean, we've been not running how I ran them then, but for a long time I said, you know, I still have access to these, and some people thought that I didn't, but I do. We run some of them on FightfulSelect.com now to some degree. But there is a distinct difference between subjective entertainment, as in what do I enjoy within the context of the program, objective news reporting, which is, Report the news without any slant to it. Yeah. Then talking about that news here on this show, like I understand that entertainment is a is definitely a a wild uh, conundrum in that sense. Right. Right. Well, let's
2: start with Survivor Series because uh, it's the Sunday at Barclays. We don't need to go over the lineup. Uh, Fightful.com or YouTube.com/slash Fightful. I think Sean did a preview, so you can see all the matchups there. Uh, but there's a couple things I want to talk about. First and foremost, I read this today on, uh, on social media. Uh, so that means that it might not be true, but you might've heard about it. Apparently, uh, Randy Orton is going to break the record for the most pay-per-view matches by a single wrestler at the survivor series. Apparently he and Kane are tied at 176 pay-per-view matches each. And apparently survivor series, Randy Orton is going to break the record and go to 177. Uh, I can believe it because he's been around for a very long time and he hasn't taken a ton of time off. You know, on, over the last like 20 years, so I can believe it, and uh, good for him for his longevity. I mean, he's in his 40s now; he's still in great
1: shape, got, and uh, got three more years left on that deal too. And he seems to still really dig it. You know what I mean? This is like this is like Steph Curry. Like this year, next year, he's going to set the three point record, and he's got years left in the tank. Right? Randy Orton's going to smash this record. And Kane is a guy who was around for 25, 26 years. I mean, I, I don't know if he did any as Isaac Yankum DDS, but I know he did maybe the Royal Rumble or something, but I know he did some as the fake Diesel as well. So, I mean, he he had like a good long 20, 25 years to do this. For sure, Orton's already at 19 and he is going to obliterate that record. Yep. For sure. For sure. Well, right now,
2: as we speak here on November 17th, there are two open slots on the men's and women's survivor series teams. Are they just going to fill those on uh, SmackDown on Friday or do you think they're going to do like a surprise at the pay-per-view?
1: Oh yeah. There's the women's and the men's open slot. I think they'll fill them Friday. I think that's, that's a hook for the show and they need as many hooks for any show as they possibly can. If I were WWE, I would maximize stakes to the best of my ability. I would have done qualifiers. I don't care how many women you got on the roster. You got Von Wagner popping up on the show out of nowhere. Yeah, why can't yeah. you have NXT women say, "Here you go," and if you win, you're called up type of thing. Um, I I would maximize stakes as much as possible because there are shows like Raw where. The show can have good in-ring work and be decent, but nothing matters. Nothing noteworthy happens. So it's like, why watch? And Rob Wilkins brings up uh, Bret Hart versus Isaac Yankum, SummerSlam 95. There you go.
2: There you go. Yeah, well, it's funny you talk about that because I was going to talk about the whole uh, uh, stakes thing later on. I can't recall. Maybe they've done this in other years and it it all kind of just blends in your head after a while. I can't recall a Build for a Survivor series where they have the team members fight each other every week.
1: Also, also, wait, hold on. Uh, JJ is saying that they, they filled some of them on Twitter. I haven't heard that JJ, what are you talking about? I have been on the air all day. So what am I missing here? Did somebody get added to the men's and women's SmackDown team, uh, that, that I'm missing or, or should we ban JJ for bad information, which is going to happen? There you go.
2: I'm going to leave that one to you, but anyway, have you? Can you recall the Survivor Series build where they had the team members fight as part of the build? Even though the whole idea is supposed to be, well, you want to win for brand supremacy and you want to win for bragging rights, but we're going to make sure that none of these teams can gel and have cohesion because we're going to have them fight each other before the show. Have, do you recall that ever being part of the build for Survivor Series?
1: Um, I no, but I don't remember a lot of the builds for Survivor Series. That's, and that's so it. I, I yeah. think they pro- probably have has probably has happened right right
2: all right I mean you know we talk about common sense and I'm a big fan of common sense why would Lashley want to hurt Rey Mysterio going into Survivor Series he
1: hates him he hates him
2: but now you've weakened your team
1: Mm, why would you
2: want to weaken your team going it it doesn't make any sense it is what it is let me ask you this what are you most looking forward to at Survivor Series you're probably going to say Roman Big E I imagine what are you most looking forward to
1: Roman and Biggie. Yeah. Charlotte and Becky are up there too. Like I'm I'm really looking forward to them. Okay. I'm really looking forward to them. Well, oh, this oh, JJ me. says I'm talking about how they filled all of them on Twitter and now they have open slots. Uh-huh. JJ, stop fucking with us, JJ.
2: <laughs>
1: you dweeb, stop messing with us, JJ. Go back to the distraction where you belong.
2: He is right though. They did announce the teams on Twitter.
1: That they did. They
2: did, which which was uh yeah. So let me ask you this. WWE seems to be very inconsistent when it comes to acknowledging reality uh, and or incorporating it into Mm storyline. And, you know, you go back decades and, you know, they keep real life stuff under wraps because they could. And so, like, you know, Macho Man, Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth, they're married. No one knows because they don't say so on television. The Internet changed things and WWE is kind of forced to pivot uh, because of that And so for example like Mr. McMahon Mr. McMahon happened as a character Because of the Bret Hart Survivor Series incident And you know the, the information was very public Bret's on like off the record Telling all the details And so they kind of went with it And and created Mr. McMahon But to this day It feels like WWE is very selective Yeah When it, when it comes to what they're going to acknowledge And what they're not going to acknowledge It seems like they will acknowledge things Even though the public is aware of everything They'll acknowledge things if they think it'll benefit them. So, for example, Becky Lynch and Rollins, remember when they made them a couple on TV and it was sappy and sugary and corny and everybody hated it and couldn't wait for one to turn on the other? They did it because they thought for some reason that it was it was going to benefit them. But otherwise, they tend to ignore it or they tend to push it off to .dot .com or they push it off to the network and they don't put this stuff on, on actual television, like on their actual television programming. I think AEW does a much better job of this and referencing what everybody already knows, like I'll give you an example: Adam Cole, Britt Baker. Everybody knows they're a couple. That doesn't mean you got to put them together in storyline.
1: Yes, I. They agree.
2: can right. They can be doing something completely separate, but everybody knows. So Tony Giovanni will acknowledge just in a, a very quick, subtle comment. He'll acknowledge Britt when Adam Cole is out there because everybody knows. AEW recognizes this. It seems a lot more than uh, than uh, WWE does. And the reason I'm even mentioning this. Is because so going into Survivor Series, you got Becky Charlotte. I think that that match has gotten more play in terms of online than Roman Big E has, and they've had Charlotte and Becky making the media rounds, and they're you know they're talking to Sports Illustrated, they're talking to BT Sport, they're talking to all these outlets. Every single outlet is asking them about their relationship and about the backstage incident that occurred. Everybody's asked them about it. It's very obvious that there's a lot of interest in this. Why is it, do you think, that WWE fails to acknowledge things that the fans are very much aware of uh, compared to AEW? And do you think it's because Vince is 76 and he's just always done it that way?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, what he says goes. That's it, flat out. Uh, Joseph Snark says, Orton and Batista had a no-DQ match for the world title on the go-home SmackDown in 05 when both were on Team SmackDown. There you go. Know, there are people who remember that far better than I. Yeah, me too. It's just the element of Vince McMahon. He's going to do what he wants to do, not what anybody else wants him to do. And um, I I talked to Drew McIntyre today. He wished there were more stakes in his Survivor Series match. He wished that things were done a little bit different. Uh, I want to get into some of these Humper chats. Matt Reichiel says, SRS I hope things are okay heading to Survivor Series Sunday. Excited for Beck Charlotte. Well, buddy, I hope there things are go. okay for you. You're going to a WWE pay-per-view. But um, he just
2: proved my point. Yeah. Like like I, I think there's more interest or as much interest yes. in Becky in Becky Charlotte than well, there is Roman Biggie.
1: Yeah, because because as as you mentioned, the element of how much of this is real, how much of this exactly, is fake. Exactly. We've seen we've seen Charlotte get cute and get served a three-piece combo uh over the last few months. Like we, we've seen this happen. So like what what will happen? Will they be professional? Will they be friends? Will right. they start to beat each other's ass? How's that gonna work? How will that work out? We, we don't know. right? Um, we've got, let's see, let me try to separate these. J.K. Schwall uh, says, Twitter typically sucks, but seeing the support for Jesse from the wrestling community has been pretty remarkable. Best wishes to her. And Dante sends a nice one that says, shout out to Jesse, get well soon. A little extra for the Twitter troll defense fund. Hope you do, uh, hope you feel better soon, SRS. Uh, Jesse, the Buckeye, good friend of the show, uh, has always been great. has been a mod for us in the past. Wonderful girl going through some tough stuff. And it made me very happy to see all the, the outpouring from AEW. I know Tony Khan reached out to her personally. That's nice. Um, a lot of, like, we saw Thunder Rosa, Matt Hardy, Mikey Ruckus, Evil Uno, Big Swole, a lot of people showing her love. Omega uh, did, too. Uh, yeah, Kenny Omega did. Uh, a lot of great stuff. Uh, some Super Punk says, finally, I'm here when Jimmy's here. We got to have words with you, Mr. Van. Between Fightful Select, the magazine, the various podcast chats, and the phenomenon that is Team Calix and the merch, I'm flat broke. What am I supposed to do? Well, I'll, I'll answer that. Steal someone's credit card. That seems like a Brava bank.
0: Mug Commit somebody. identity
1: fraud. Yeah, mug somebody. Mug somebody. I mean, that's old yeah. school, Jimmy. That's old school. You, nobody carries cash on them anymore. You know, And you're right. They don't, but mug them for their credit card. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you want them to not know that you have stolen their credit card before you use it because they're going to call and put a cancel on it. Pretend to be a cab driver. Okay. And
2: then, have you heard about the scam that they do? Because they do it in big cities, but I don't know if they do it in, you know, Kentucky.
1: Oh, I'm sure there's, it? like, a skimmer or something. Yeah, that's that.
2: right. And so they they take your personal pin, and then they go to a, to a machine, and they grab all your money. You don't even know. It. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised. Joseph Carace is a big fan of the moving graphic. WWE posted today for Big E versus Roman. There are a lot of things like that, like the the video renders when they do the matchups. Like, bring stuff like that back if it ha- if it gives fond memories to people. Uh, Humper chats give me fond memories. Uh, by the way, guys, if you all are jerks in the Humper Chats, we're not gonna read them. Like, we're we're just not. Van Twinblade says the acclaim versus Dante and Leo, Butcher and Blade versus Cassidy and Ishii. Sheeta versus Nyla, Jay Lethal versus Sammy. AEW card looks better than Survivor Series. I mean, I think the Survivor Series card looks really good. Nakamura and Priest, Becky, Charlotte, Big E, Roman, and then the Survivor Series matches. I think the card looks really good, Jimmy.
2: I mean, next to Becky Charlotte, Becky Charlotte is the match that I think appeals to me the most uh for a lot of reasons. Roman Big E, I'm sure it'll be good, but I think I think the outcome is 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 easy to predict. Shinsuke Damian Priest next to Becky Charlotte is the match I'm most looking forward to.
1: Yeah, I think Priest will win, though, because I think he's he needs to keep winning. I they, agree, they, but it's still going to be a hot match. I, I, I really wish they'd get Boogs out of there. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer?
2: Uh, they've got him on the graphic and everything. You don't need him, And, and with all due respect to him, I'm glad that he's making a living and everything. He just doesn't fit with Shinsuke Nakamura. He can play the guitar. That's nice. Yeah. He doesn't fit with Shinsuke Nakamura at all. Seeing him on the graphic, he doesn't need. He does
1: a little bit. I think he fits in a little bit. Uh, I don't, I'm not feeling it. I don't feel it. How do you think Shaquille Majuri is going to fit in next Tuesday with Fightful? I don't think he's ever been here before. (laughs) Uh, you know what? Shaq's all right. So, so, I am
2: actually interested in this idea. So he pitched you this idea.
1: He pitched me this idea similar to the MMA beat format, which had for years that had Mark Ramani, Luke Thomas, Chuck Mendenhall, Ariel Hawani. He wanted a panel of, of wrestling media members to talk about some of the, maybe the, the events of the month, so to speak. Okay. And uh, he pitched it to me. And the idea is we're going to do it on Fightful Select, but I want to give people an idea of what they're going to see, if they're going to like it or not, if it's worth them plopping down an extra five bucks for it. So um, yeah, it's, it's going to be very, very uh, interesting. He's going to be running it. I'm excited about it. I like the concept. Usually I got Tuesday evenings off, but you know what? You know what? I'm not triple H Jimmy. I'll work Tuesdays. (laughs) It's okay. You all are going to be stuck with a JBL. That's all right. But uh, Denise, Chris Van Vliet and I will be joining it uh, next week. And, I believe the, we're going to have a rotating uh, rotating cast.
2: So once a month?
1: Yes, that's the plan.
2: Okay, and so the first one's going to be free, but you still have to watch on a Select, but you can watch it for free? Yes. Got it. Okay, and is it only wrestling questions?
1: Yes, it's going to be wrestling.
2: All strictly wrestling No,
1: questions. No bits, nothing yeah. like that. It's not going to be like our, our jokey time. We're going to yeah. try to make it like a pretty pretty serious show.
2: Really? You're going to try to do that? Try that's, to yeah. that's, that's do our work. best.
1: And, and I'm going to try to read some of these by God super chats. Uh Now we had a couple about the Jay lethal thing. One was just aberrant trollish bullshit that I'm not yeah. going to get into. Um, That was like, Sean always wants African-American representation. And now it's like, come on, come on guy. Uh That's like trying to bait. It ain't going to work. But IJB says, Hi, Sean and Jimmy. Do you think we'll ever get an answer from Tony Khan regarding the issues around Jay Lethal signing, or if it'll just be ignored? Also, thank you for all the great content and hard work by Sean and his team. I think we'll get an answer eventually. Um, Again, to to put that out there, I discussed this at length on the Backstage Report podcast. Uh, I did not ask this because I've got a conflict of interest. Taylor Hendricks is my friend. She worked with Fightful and has for about two years. Um, And it, it, there wasn't much of a way for me to ask without it directing attention right at the person and sending some some stuff their way because of where they work. Um, that being said, uh, Taylor has been wonderful through this situation. She has been understanding that we cover the news, that I'm going to cover the show objectively. If you guys want to learn more about, about the issues surrounding that, they're, uh, you know, we we have articles on the site that we ran as, as they occurred and you can kind of catch up on it there, but um, I don't want to cast like an angry light on someone over that. But I think eventually somebody will ask and we'll get an answer. Um, I thought that would happen this week. Wish I could have been the one, but you got to understand there is a conflict of interest there. And I'm not afraid to say there's a conflict of interest. And as I said, I'd much rather make an effort to be a good person than a good journalist i don't call myself a journalist don't give a damn if you think i'm one if you if you this affects the way that you view us in that regard i get it there's a lot of great wrestling products out there that that you can kind of choose in that vein but um i think he'll eventually answer it jimmy
2: i didn't expect anything uh as part of the full gear scrum
1: from, yeah, for, from
2: you or anyone else, because it was, you know, first appearance. There was a big, uh, just overwhelming sense of positivity about the show itself. I just didn't expect it. And, yeah. and and it is what it is. I don't blame you. I like to stay out of this journalism stuff. And I, I trust your judgment. And I understand what you're saying about uh, the conflict of interest. So I, th- I thought you handled it the right way. Tony Khan, you know, again, we, we give him credit. He does seem able to kind of read the room and stuff. And he does. doesn't seem like he's afraid to tackle the hard topics when required.
1: I mean, sometimes he does get a little, I don't want to say needlessly aggressive, but aggressive to criticism sometimes, which, hey, pot calling the kettle black here. Uh, Chris says, popped huge for Jay Lethal when he appeared at Full Gear. Would pop even more if the Briscoe showed up in AEW. I don't know where they stand on that. I did ask Tony Khan uh, twice last week about that, and uh, (laughs) somebody finally picked it up giraffe on wheels says srs i swear if you don't keep if you don't keep switching your shirt color i'm gonna have a breakdown (laughs) (laughs) oh jesus why are you doing that is that doing that just because because it's funny because i sat down before and i looked at the screen and i was like camilla why is my shirt gray and we didn't even realize I still had a green screen filter applied from the Halloween episode weeks ago. Uh, I just never had anything green on. Right. <laughs> so, now,
2: so now you're just, you're just basically
1: popping yourself now. Yeah. Yeah. I told Camille I was going to do it before the show, but right. that was it. And you didn't, you didn't notice it at all. No, I'm, I'm too busy <laughs> like looking at my Jimmy. notes and uh, uh, too busy looking at other stuff. Jesus. Well, uh, Giraffe on wheels says actual question. When do you think hangman Danielson match goes down? I think it'll be their first dynamite on TBS, Jimmy.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. When, when is that January? What beginning of January, whatever, okay. whatever that was. Yeah. And you know, again, they, I do question putting the big matches on rampage and I've, I've been vocal about that. I question putting the big matches on rampage when you're going to get five or 600,000 viewers, but, uh, uh, dynamite is their flagship. And, uh, and so that makes sense. And they're definitely, as we've mentioned, they're not uh, shy about putting big matches on television. So yeah,
1: makes sense. that that's where they'll go. Hannah says she thought she was having a stroke when it changed. (laughs) No, me and Camille were talking before this, like, look, look, there's like no clipping. Look, I'm going to change it right now. Yeah, there's yeah. no clipping on this. No, it looks it looks
2: wonderful. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like yeah.
1: you would never guess that this wasn't just a gray shirt, right?
2: Yeah, no, and I never noticed. Awesome. Let's. Wow. uh.
1: hold on, we got some more okay, Chats. go chats.com So get some no super punk says on the real, I want to thank you both and the whole fightful crew. The last month was a nightmare. My stepmom passed from COVID. My old man had surgery. Now my mom and stepdad have COVID. Uh, but a lot of you have really helped. To distract me jj shout hey thank you so much for that um you you've always been super awesome in our chat and it says i mean it says a lot about you as a person i bet your parents are are happy of the person they raise and i'm sorry that you you're going through all this but hey we we can get through it together because uh we're all talking about something we enjoy we got rob reed saying though i'm much less interested in this much like becky or the punk Kingston promo, it only took one Becky promo to get people more invested in her match with Charlotte than any other match on the show. You hear it, and you go, oh, yeah, that's the Becky Lynch that we missed. That's the one that we needed. That's the one that that got super, super over, and uh, it definitely helps.
2: It definitely helps, but let's be honest. If we found out uh, t- today, oh, hey, Roman and Big E had a backstage incident
0: don't yeah. tell me don't tell
2: me people aren't watching survivor series here we go yeah, you know what i mean of course
1: could you imagine biggie the nicest guy in i'm the just saying like like you can't
2: tell me that when that when word of that incident got but, out that definitely helped with the pro with the. With but
1: the- also i say biggie the nicest guy of all time look at batista now if if you told me it like 15 years ago, oh, Batista and Booker T are going to fight. I believe that Booker T was going to fight. He can sometimes be a little more abrasive with his opinions, but Batista is known as like one of the easiest dudes to get along with.
2: 100%, absolutely.
1: William Banta says, Sean, thank you for being open about the lethal situation. It's a very complicated matter, but thank you so much for addressing it and clarifying it with us. I mean, I've made it clear. um, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. Our site will be fine without asking him questions at a media scrum and without interviewing him. I made this clear to ROH before as well. And they were fine with it. They understood. Um, And Taylor is a part of our site. I I don't know, Jay. I've had nothing but positive experiences with him interpersonally. It's not a personal condemnation. It's us looking after one of our staff members and our friends and got a problem with that. I I get it, but thank you guys. Um, Hope you guys understood. Wish I would have approached the explanation a little bit better uh, when I did, but it was it was a fast and furious weekend in that sense. Uh, I'm going to save the Kenny Omega stuff because we're going to be talking topic. about that. But yep, yep. some That's stupid true. punk says, what am I supposed to do? Not give money to Fightful Select with all of its amazing content, exclusive interviews, breaking news and charming hosts. I have to be brain dead to not give you my money. If only I made as much as Jimmy Vans pays SRS. Should be more. Should be more. Oh, Anakin Lord. says, "Is this the worst WWE pay per view build of all time?" Genuinely can't think of a worse one. Um, oh, there've been uh, lots of bad
2: pay per view builds. There've been lots
1: for for the sake of hype. It ain't good. It yeah. ain't good. But I've I feel like I've seen some worse. But it, it's in my head. It's hard for me to quit just immediately be like, "Bam, that one was worse." Bam, that one was worse. Um, and I think we've caught up on our, our super chats, but now we're going to go to to genetic host or genetic ghost, rather, <laughs> who says, if Kenny was this good while he was horribly banged up, imagine him closer to 100%. Yeah, I can't wait.
2: Yeah, it reminds me of when Joe Rogan would marvel about Brock Lesnar supposedly being at sixty percent when he had uh, diverticulitis. As a UFC surgically
1: champion. removed butthole, Jimmy.
2: Yeah, no, it's because Rogan used to say that, and uh, you know, I learned something new today. I learned about Napropath. Ooh, did not know what that was. Yeah, and uh, and it's good to learn. So let's talk about Kenny Omega. So there's a there's a guy by the name of Doctor Bo Hightower. Yes. he he is the director of sports medicine at Jackson Winklejohn.
1: Does. Uh, does stuff with Miro, with Lana, with all kinds of wrestlers.
2: Right. So he's got a, a YouTube channel um, where he posts himself treating, like you said, celebrities and athletes. And he posted one with uh, with Kenny Omega. So he's a napropath. And the way that's different from a chiropractor is that they focus less on the spine and less on manipulating joints and more on the overall general treatment of muscles and joints. Yeah. Uh, and and he's also uh, he's also a believer of holistic as well. This holistic medicine. So Kenny Omega does this video with, uh, with Dr. Hightower where he's getting treatment. And as part of the video, he admits that he has had vertigo since 2018. If you're not familiar with vertigo, it's basically when you're, you feel dizzy and the room spins. He's had it since 2018, and he said that he has even experienced it in the ring. Uh, and here's one quote from Kenny Omega. He said, I get dizzy in the ring. The room spins. It's been a new skill I've had to inherit, which is wrestling in a spinning ring. Now, I um, want to make two points about this. First and foremost, I'd like to know if Tony Khan was aware of this. Uh, and if so, I'd like to know how long he's been aware of it. Because with all due respect to Kenny Omega, great in the ring, wrestling with vertigo, you're not just putting your own health at risk. You're putting the health of your opponent at risk, too.
1: So uh, I wrestled with vertigo. You I did? I MMA with vertigo. Yes, I did. I didn't realize that I had vertigo for a very, very long time. Um, they got it taken care of. There there were some sort of exercises clean your ears regularly, you do balance exercises, breathing. there's a lot of different stuff you can do. Uh, I don't, Obviously, I was not wrestling or competing at the level that Kenny Omega was, but there were, were things like somebody would go high crotch on a single leg and I'd go up, up against the wall and my balance was off. And I would be fighting off a takedown against somebody who was working against me. Um, fortunately, when it was in a pro wrestling ring, people were working with me. So they would know uh, it kind of spins a little bit, but I didn't know quite what I was dealing with. I wonder how far into this Kenny Omega realized what it is that he was dealing with, because when you first get it there, there is this element of, whoa, what the hell is this? Or is this normal? Like, did I get a concussion? Did I get this? Did I get that? And um, I'm sure he's dealt with concussions as I have too, but then when it hits you really, really hard, it is terrifying, and it's, holy crap, am I ever going to be the same again? And then you start to realize, okay, it's not going to be nonstop, and there are ways to kind of limit that. But uh, I can't imagine wrestling at the level that Kenny Omega is with that. And yep. and there's really no way to predict it either. I know two people that, that deal
2: with bouts of it because it comes and goes. And I, I know two people that deal with it. One of them happens, happens to be my mother. And whenever she gets about a vertigo, she has to hold the wall Mm -hmm. because you feel like you're going to drop at any moment because things are spinning so fast. So she's got to hold the wall. So like you said, the fact that Kenny Omega, and this is going to be my second point, the fact that he could not only wrestle with vertigo, but wrestle is one of the best at it. One of the, one of the best at his craft. That's absolutely remarkable that, that he was able to, to wrestle. He had like match of the year candidates consistently year after year. Uh, And, and to think he did it with vertigo, it's remarkable. And so, uh, very impressive. It is. Hopefully he's getting treated. Dave Meltzer reports that he, uh, is being medically evaluated today, November 17. Not only has he been experiencing vertigo, but apparently he's got a a shoulder injury as well. And so Meltzer says he's getting medically evaluated and he might need to take a break from wrestling. You know what? If anybody has earned it over the last year, it's uh, it's Kenny Omega. You look yeah. at you look at AEW since their inception. Year one, Chris Jericho was the MVP, and there's no question. Like there, yeah. there's no way you can say that anybody but Jericho helped get them off the ground in year one. Year two, Kenny Omega was the man, uh, and the Forbidden Door, and and all the great matches and everything that he's done. He is more than deserving of a break, if he even wants a break. You know what I mean? Sometimes they just want to keep going, but uh, he's more than more than deserving of it. So uh, so best of luck to him.
1: Yeah, uh, we got Daniel R. saying, you get to make an AEW gimmick match. What is it? I would love something that that includes elements of TLC and a cage. Because when I've seen like a ladder worked into a cage match, it, it works out really well. Um, but yeah. Did ever, I
2: did ever tell you, and, and I don't know if I should say this on the air, but I say what I want. Did I ever tell you about uh, Justin Roberts' idea for a gimmick match? No. So years ago, he told me this. It was a reverse... I believe it was a reverse battle royal where you had to either exit under the bottom rope or you had to throw your opponent out under the bottom rope. Or, <laughs> or you started on the floor and whoever was last on the floor won. It was one, or the it was one of the other. It's one of the other. Interesting. That's and a remember, reverse
1: battle royal and it's terrible.
2: And I remember he tried it, I believe, on an independent show. And uh, I think it was one and done. I believe.
1: Man. Yeah, yeah I would imagine. That. So the reverse battle Royal didn't go well. Right. Uh, some stupid punk says last chat. I swear. No, please keep sending us these Humper chats at humperchat.com Full gear was kind of sad. I've had now had ringside seats to two double or nothings, one full gear, dynamite and rampage, all of which were moved and all of which were traveling shows for me from mm. San Francisco. A.W. hates me. Well, I uh, Tony said, oh, we're doing revolution, obviously. See you guys then and I said, "Oh, do you want to tell us where we're traveling to?" and he said, "It'll be a short trip for some of you." So Jimmy, he's running it at the Ewing Fairgrounds. <laughs> you want to know something interesting? So I've told you about my small town. Uh-huh. Randy Savage used to wrestle like a mile from me. Did he? ICW. They used to run the fairgrounds in my town. What would they draw? And I don't know. I wonder like I I I mean, I would imagine they got Maysville and they got like some of the the bigger towns and cities to come there i don't know if they did it during the fair or something like that i mean that would make sense too might have been a sold show yeah drew nicholas says omega should get a year off i think he deserves it and AEW won't be hurt by him taking the time off i hope tk gives it to him he ain't taking a year off that won't happen no and i think it's his decision too yeah so that will not happen
2: he's gonna do what the doctor tells him but if you know he's probably gonna want to get back as soon as he can i imagine
1: Oh, I already read that one. But Kalen says, thoughts on Hangman being a possible transitional champion. I, I hate that people are already talking about that. To me, you see the reaction. How is the reaction going to be leading up to his next match? Then you decide. It's it. You, you go with the way that the wind blows and the reactions go. And I think that helps an awful lot, Jimmy.
2: I think him and Brian is a good test. Yeah, uh, because not only is Brian going to test him in the ring, but he's going to test the crowd reactions, too. So Brian is a good test. And, and I don't know if uh, Tony Khan, you know, kind of did that intentionally, wanting to kind of test Page against a guy like Brian Danielson, but that he's a great test, and we'll know more after that match.
1: Anakin says, shows the strength of AEW booking Moxley gone for an unknown period of time, Omega possibly needing to take a break, and there are multiple people ready to feud with Hangman. They're like eight deep at the top of their card. I mean, it's, it's, it's fantastic, but you know what? If you want to have some depth in your pants, if you want that championship performance, bluechew.com code fightful is here to help same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know, they work, but they work on your schedule or when you're not on your schedule, maybe when you don't have that performance, maybe when you don't have that confidence, blue chew gives it to you. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor's office. You take their questionnaire online, and when you are prescribed, it ships straight to your door in a discreet package so everybody won't be like, Oh, my God! Look at these dick pills! It's not going to happen like that. Prescribed online, ship straight to your door. No need for the doctor's office. You speak with their physicians online, and you get your first shipment free. Free. Just pay $5 shipping. That's that hush money for the mailman. Blue chew code fightful. Did you see the clip? And I'm trying to figure out,
2: I'm trying to remember who the, the, the woman was Laura Ingram. Did you see that
1: clip? Yeah. There are debates on whether or not that was a bit. Yeah. Cause I I don't watch, obviously I don't watch that. I Um, don't either.
2: I don't either. So there's,
1: there's rumors that it's a bit, but Hey, if it is a bit, She played it off very well because uh, she has done plenty of things to make me feel like she is as stupid.
2: So it felt legitimate initially, but at the end when the guy said it's a show on Netflix called you and her response was, Oh, okay. So there's a show on Netflix called Laura Ingram. That's when I thought you're in on it now. Cause he made it pretty clear. You know what I mean? Yes, I agree.
1: But otherwise it was interesting. (laughs) Van Twinblade says, "Sean, if you're going to be in St. Louis for the Rumble, you got to get Ted Drews and go to Crown Candy and get the one pound of BLT, one pound of bacon, and the shakes <laughs> are some of those mass metal. Cu- I'm trying to eat better. I'm trying. Like, what are you doing to me, man? That sounds insane. I don't know if WWE does media. I'll be there. I was going to be there this Saturday for uh, Survivor Series media, but I didn't find out until a little bit too close to time. So uh, I will not be there. In fact, but." I'll be here with you guys on Sunday talking Survivor Series. I did the the prediction show as well uh, with Carissa Lopez, so make sure you guys check that out. And we've got Drew McIntyre here on Friday with the information coming to Fightful Select even before then. How about that? Awesome. Let's talk about Cody Rhodes because uh,
2: yeah. someone, someone asked us if we were going to mention this. So um, obviously Twitter provides a lot of benefit, uh, but it can also uh, provide a very toxic environment. Cody Rhodes well I'm gonna I'm gonna mention that too uh, high level. So t- Cody deleted his Twitter. apparently he's uh, he's gonna focus on Instagram And when you've got Sean Rossap posting a picture of himself and and some friends having a meal and someone finds reason to shit on something as innocent as that, that's when you know how toxic a place Twitter can be. And, yeah. and when it comes to Cody Rhodes, I mean, let's be honest, there's a lot of WWE loyalists that are very anti AEW and they're threatened by AEW and they want to see AEW fail. And so Cody Rhodes has taken a lot of heat. I've seen some of the messages, you know, calling him mid Carter for life and all this crap. And, uh, you know, so I, he did what he had to do. And, uh, I, I think he was getting a lot of unwarranted hate.
1: You know? Yeah, of course. I mean, that's that's just the nature of social media. Unfortunately, yeah, there are people who do not touch grass. They do not have personal relationships. They do not have physical relationships, and they take that out. Uh, some of them uh, just are miserable people, and they take that out on on other people that aren't miserable. So, hundred yeah. percent. And and you know that that picture of you when when you know
2: someone was was shitting on you, I was talking to Sean off the air. I said that person is incredibly jealous of your situation. That's, that's all it is.
1: And you've seen some of the stuff that, that I've gotten over the past few months, especially and admittedly it's made me not comfortable in my own skin. Um, I can't post pictures of my wife on social media anymore. I post pictures with other friends that are women and people are like, what's going on there? Yep. Not realizing my, my wife was golfing with these people like three weeks ago, uh, has met these people. There are, you know, we, we go to dinner and there's hate there. And, like, I've got, what, a a 10% of the the following that he does on Twitter? Like, I'm not on cable TV every week. I don't have a reality show. Like, this is all angles. Like, people, like, just, that's why I keep saying, like, be a normal person. Like, be it, just be a normal person. And please call out fucking weird behavior if you see it. Like, don't let people think that that's okay to be weird. It's just... It's so, demented. I, so bet if, demented.
2: I bet if you went to every Impact taping, you'd be on television every week.
1: Oh, geez. Yeah, I specifically asked not to be. And Melissa, <laughs> Melissa, who has been on screen a handful of times, can confirm people on the internet are weird. Like, I mean, her, her future husband was on a vlog one time and got comments. Like, it is... Ah.
2: Yeah, that's where we live. And let's, let's move on. I want to, I want to talk about something about Lady Frost. uh, Because this, this kind of stuff, I think WWE really has to button this stuff up.
1: Yeah, they sure do. And,
2: and this is the problem when, you know, a lot of the stuff that WWE does is not directly overseen by certain people of authority. And Mm -hmm. so they kind of leave responsibilities up to certain officials, you know, that, that don't have to directly report to certain people. And that's when liberties can happen. And this is stuff they have to button up as a corporate entity. So, uh, Sean Ross Sapp interviewed Lady Frost. She said that she got a uh, tryout in WWE in 2018. She had a match with Asuka. She said it went well. She was optimistic about getting an offer. And then she says that a WWE official told her later that she was too old to get an offer. She was in her 30s at the time of the tryout. Early 30s. Yeah. Early 30s. So she said she was told by a WWE official that she was too old. Now look, ageism is a thing. And there have been a lot of stories been in Hollywood. I, I don't know if we talked before, but the Anne Hathaway one, Anne Hathaway did an interview and she said, the, the roles that I get offered are for women like 20 years older than me. And mm-hmm. the roles going, you know, for a character, my age, they're going to women 15 years younger than me. Wild.
1: Yeah. Like, like meanwhile, ageism. Meanwhile, like I, I brought this up, like my wife and I watch, I can't, God, I can't never have I ever it's a show on Netflix and they got a 30-year-old man playing a 17-year-old boy? Right. Like, you, there ain't enough actors that are teenagers? I don't understand it. Like, they're, the the approaches to some of this are, are just wild.
2: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's one thing for it to exist, and that's bad enough in and of itself. It's another thing for a company official representing a public company to say this to a prospective employee or to uh, a prospective independent contractor because that's flat out discrimination and obviously if if lady frost wanted to and if she had proof she can make life tough on wwe obviously she's not going to do that she might not have proof but this is the kind of stuff that they really need to button up and again when you're in a situation where there are people with authority but they don't report directly to Mm -hmm. the boss's boss this shit goes on and, and you see it at all in all walks. This is not just a WWE issue. You see this in other sports. You see it in in all entertainment and music and everything. But it's something that as a, as a corporate entity, they really need to try to button up.
1: I mean, Steve Martin had gray hair since he was 12, <laughs> played a dad until he was 60, and then went on cheaper by the dozen too. They were like, you're, you're a grandpa now. He's like, you know, I think I'm just not going to make as many movies anymore. Like, if they can make it work for him, they can make it work for other people. And, to, like, does anybody watching WWE Raw say, Damian Priest is 39? Right. Uh, no, they look at him and they go, Man, he's a cool dude. Right. He is a very cool dude. Uh, we, By the way, I believe that's the most watched Lady Frost interview ever. It is a very, very good one. 47 minutes of her talking WWE, Ring of Honor, NWA, Impact, all kinds of stuff. Rob Reed says, it shocked me to find out that the poster for All Out 2019 told us the first four champions in succession, their their first t- or pay-per-view right before their, their TV deal. So I asked Tony Khan at the media scrum, I was like, hey, was there ever any consideration to Hangman Page being that first champion? And he said, nope, it was always going to be Jericho. And then it was always going to be Moxley. And then it was always going to be Omega. And then it was always going to be Hangman. And when somebody said, do you know who five and six are? He wouldn't answer. But um, I, you know, part of me maybe doubted that. And then I saw that, that poster and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, that's, that is impressive.
2: It's good to have a plan.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mr. CJ Lilly says, guys talking about the Twitter toxic stuff. I see the amount of stuff Alexa gets when she's the nicest person ever. It's got to stop. Be better. Be kind. Please, if you see weirdos being weirdos, say, hey, man, stop being stop being so weird. Man, woman, child, anybody, like, tell them they're being weird. Josh Cardenas says, SRS, what do you think of Charlie Cruel, a Kentucky girl? I always pull for anybody from Kentucky. I uh, got to see some of her AEW work. I, I'm not as familiar with her work outside of AEW, but she's got a, a great look and an approach that will definitely appeal to a certain demographic of people that like that type of thing, so I think that's really good. Austin says, "Do you think uh AEW overlooked some of Jay Lethal's past in order to address his lack of representation, not trolling, something I've been wondering?" Uh, I definitely think that may have been a part of it, but there are no shortage of outstanding black talent out there right now. Uh, there there is a lot from Shane Taylor Promotions to Jonathan Gresham to uh Keith Lee, like there there's a lot out there right now.
2: I'm sure that they're probably looking at, I mean, you know, obviously he's a veteran. He's trained a lot of people. Has a Trained Dominic. Of, yeah, and he's, oh, did he train Dominic? That's he, right. He
1: trained with Dominic. I, he talked about it in my interview, FightfulMag.com.
2: That's right. And and obviously he's got a wealth of experience. Like, I can understand reasons why they'd want him there, especially given all the young guys on the roster that they have. If You know, I can understand why they'd want a veteran like that. But mm-hmm. uh, like you said, Tony, I guess, is going to have
1: to address that stuff at some point. Yes, he will. We also have a super chat from Kurt Benoit that says, Saturday night, high as a kite, sitting on my balcony, waiting for the full gear review to start, wondering who would host it. At 5 a.m. Irish time, I screamed, Jeremy Lambert, yo! Walking my neighbors. Also, William Washington of Grapsity. If you all aren't checking that show out on Saturdays, do it. But if you want more of Jeremy Lambert, twitch.com slash Fightful Gaming and youtube.com slash Fightful Distraction. Uh, there he's doing all kinds of work but uh, keep getting those humper chats in, guys really liking that lots of love here and we'll be live right after this show for the list goes on jimmy on FIFA select
2: yeah i want to get your thoughts on this next one because i feel like this is a rib uh so rick flair's got a new podcast it's called woo nation uncensored oh and it's with your best friend mark madden and the first episode just dropped and flair talked about now keep in mind Ric Flair is going to be 73 in February, all right? And he almost passed away uh, from a serious illness. He's going to be 73 in February. He talked about having one more match. And here's a quote from the Nature Boy Ric Flair. He said, that talk hasn't happened, but could I do it? Absolutely. I'm in better shape now than I was when Sting and I wrestled the last match on Nitro. I don't believe that. I don't there believe is that. No, I just... There, there's no chance that I could see Ric Flair. Number one, no one's ever going to clear him. No. Maybe, he's... maybe maybe one of these celebrity fighting guys. By try. by the time
1: that he would be able to do it, 73 years old. Right. And, I mean, we've seen some 70-something-year-olds go out there and do it, like Bullet Bob, I think, and Gypsy Joe, but those weren't exactly like the peak of, of work, you know what I mean? Um, and
2: Gypsy Joe almost got killed, you know, by New Jack.
1: Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Um, and Ric Flair, let's see. It has been a decade now, over a decade since he last wrestled Sting in TNA. Right. A decade. Yeah. This isn't like, oh, well, he was a little bit removed. I mean, he he took a year and a half off after his WWE retirement and got right back in there and started to wrestle. Over 10 years. Redmond says NWA would probably book him. Yeah, probably would.
2: Uh, do you need is, is, uh, is Georgia a state where they're governed by a uh, athletic commission? I don't know. Okay. Cause that, look. that's where they'd be looking. They'd be looking in a state where there is no sanctioning. Yeah, of course. Of course. But yeah, uh, yeah I don't know about that one. Okay. This next one uh, I want to mention because uh, I've got a, a somewhat of a personal connection. So Booker T was on the battleground podcast. <laughs> he said that he wants to pay tribute to the late uh, Sherry Martell, the sensational yes. Sherry. In his promotion, Reality of Wrestling, he said he's going to create the Sherry Martell Classic. I presume it's a tournament because uh, that's typically what, what a classic is in, in pro wrestling. Now, in the next issue of FIFO Magazine, the January-February issue of FIFO Magazine, I wrote an article about meeting Sherry Martell. Uh, A good 20 years ago now, I had the opportunity to spend time with her over the course of a weekend at an independent show. Got to know her a bit, talked to her about family, about her son, about her demons, about her injuries, lots of stuff. And uh, she was the coolest person, the most down-to-earth, coolest person who also took no shit uh, from anybody. And it was the first time in my life, Sean, that I stood for 10 minutes and watched somebody have a conversation in Carney really have you ever been able to witness that no you know what that is right yeah of
1: course I yeah know what that is i
2: stood for like 10 minutes she was talking to one of the bushwhackers and george the animal steel and i stood there for 10 minutes and watched her have a conversation in carny and she was fluent like whipping it out like this wow and i just stood there watching it trying to like catch most of what they were saying it was fascinating and so uh, check that out and uh and speaking of fight magazine the current issue is now out the november december issue uh, uh, Darby Allen is on the cover. Shaza McKenzie did the wrestler's tribune. I don't see the overlay because I guess Camillo forgot. There he is. Oh, okay. Well, that's 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 the cover. That's fine. So, Darby Allen's on the cover. Shaza McKenzie uh wrote the wrestler's tribune. There's an exclusive interview with Dominic Mysterio. Lots of other good stuff, but I can't read the bullets because the overlay is not up. We'll go to fifomag.com and you can get the November December issue now. And uh, yeah, we have the January February issue almost finished. And, uh, oh, there you go. How about that? Tribute to Daphne Younger. Welcome. (laughs) Tribute to Daphne Younger by Taylor Hendricks. The Return of Becky Lynch. Great article by uh, Jack Goodwillie. Uh, lots of good stuff in that issue. So check that out. Fightfulmag.com. You can get it in print or digital. Available now.
1: Uh, also we have a humper chat, I believe, from some punk that says, Can't wait for Athena, the former Ember Moon. Please, Tony, get Athena. She and Ruby were the two women I wanted in AEW at the start of the company when my buddy asked if I would move any women over. That's my last chat, I swear, probably. Well, it shouldn't be. You should send more. But um, for the last two years, Jimmy, I was constantly asked on our Q&A show, FightfulSelect.com, we'll have one up this week, who I would send from WWE over to AEW that they need the most. I thought they needed Ember Moon the most for a variety of reasons. Uh, more diverse representation, Mm -hmm. uh, more veterans on the roster, good in-ring workers, somebody that can, or a place that can fulfill her potential a little bit more. If they don't feel comfortable with her promo ability, they'll put a manager with her. Like they, I think that she, it would be a much better fit in AEW than, than she was in WWE.
2: Oh, she'd be a better fit anywhere. Yeah, I mean, WWE didn't really let her do anything, so she'd be a better fit anywhere. From a selfish perspective, I would love to see Charlotte Flair, or I guess she'd have to be Ashley Fleer. I'd love to see her in AEW. I mean, she
1: could, she could be just pronounce it Flair, yeah.
2: Yeah, I would love to see her in AEW. The dynamic, I mean, her and Britt Baker, fire. Fire,
1: her and Britt Baker. Oh, yeah.
2: Then you've got uh, Adam Cole and Andrade. Man, they could do so much stuff. So from a selfish perspective I would love to see Charlotte Flair in, uh, in AEW and I'm sure it's in the back of her mind. I'm sure it is.
1: I think that would be a big one and I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I think it's right. possible. I, w- I
2: Brit Baker, I mean you, you you talk about the benefit of a heel turn. Oh she, yeah. She she is elite man. She's elite. Every even all the little things, you know, having having the girls put the glove on her hand. All would the you little say
1: she's all elite cute tune cute. into our aew dynamite review tonight after aew dynamite that's why also. you're
2: in your chair sean that's why you're in your chair
1: i know uh We're and in a my shirt, shirt can change colors yeah uh, also i did an aew full gear review on fightful select as well uh we are heading down the home stretch of this show so get your humper chats in uh shot kid 29 says to end on a cheery note and speaking of women's wrestling are there any lesser known names in particular you guys think will be a breakout star yeah, I've said uh, for years now, I think about two years, that I think Jody Threat will be very, very good. I think Roxy will emerge. Um, I mean, and I beat that drum for Deanna Parazzo for a, a long time too. I thought she was going to be a breakout star, and have been very happy that that she has become one. But I think uh, Jody Threat is one that could uh, have a really, really nice approach. Is Santino's daughter working actively? Bianca? I, I don't know, but
2: um, okay. I'll see. Cause she, she's got the genetics and the aesthetic that yeah. WWE would jump on her pretty quick. Willow
1: Nightingale, as somebody says, Willow Nightingale is one that I broke some news on. She's heading out of MLW and ROH. Trisha Dora. Yeah. I I think, yeah, I think she's going to do really, really well uh, as well. There, there's a lot of good ones. Lady Frost, I think is going to do really well. She signed long-term with, with impact wrestling and she works a high flying style uh, that a lot of people, a lot of women don't work. So. Yeah. Is, uh, is rock's daughter still training? Simone, she had knee surgery last year and I haven't heard anything since.
2: Okay. Okay. I was going to say, you want to talk about red carpet door open Simone Johnson
1: more than anybody in the business. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think so as well. I mean, that's, and she's, she seems to be well liked there and she,
2: and it seems like she wants to be her own person. She's not relying on the name of her dad. So I, well, I mean, we that. we
1: won't know until that happens. It'd be kind of hard to ignore that no, name, but, right? No, but
2: but whenever you see her do media, she's not like, "Hi, rocks my dad, Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne Johnson's daughter."
1: Yeah, you know what I mean, she she's sure. she's trying to be her well, own person. I mean, you look at her in the face, and you can kind of tell. Oh yeah, oh yeah, dead <laughs> ringer, dead yeah. ringer. Uh, nerd guru says longer term ROH fan Lethal will do great in AEW. Great pickup for AEW representation. Plus one. Uh yeah, I think I think he'll do well there. I think f- compared to his ROH style, he'll probably need to speed it up a little bit more as well. I mean, some of the guys they got on that roster, man.
2: Yeah. You know, put him in there with Dante Martin or or you know, even Ray Phoenix. Absolutely. Like, better have your working boots on with some of those kids. Absolutely. You know? What else you got? Well, we're gonna go to fifelselect.com. We're gonna talk about Brock Lesnar. We're gonna talk about Randy Orton. We're gonna talk about the NWA. Uh, and a couple other things. So uh, FightForSelect.com, com. list goes on. That's where we're headed.
1: If you watch Survivor Series this weekend, guys, I want to encourage you guys to play WrestleRumble.com. Uh, those fellas specifically behind it helped us out of a pretty tough jam a couple months ago in Chicago, so I want to give them some love. Make your predictions over there. Win real money. And it's not just straightforward predictions. It's predicting, like, how long matches will go, what will happen in the matches. WrestleRumble.com. Hit them up at WrestleRumble on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. And, of course, follow our friend, Destiny FOMO. Twitter.com slash Destiny FOMO. She supports us greatly. Until next time, guys, we're out